0: hello and welcome hi you're (laughs) i was talking to the audience but that's okay uh me too so was i well hello and welcome everyone hi you are listening to shuffle Shuffle buddies Buddies. (laughs) that was totally (laughs) not,
1: (laughs) not talked about it but then i knew you were gonna say it and i saw you like waiting
0: I wasn't really waiting. I was just shuffle not buddies. even 100% sure that was the name. So I had to think if that was it, that's it.
1: I think that's a, I think it's good. Yeah. I I really like what you drew up too. Yes. That sealed the deal Future
0: for me. Future logo is coming.
1: When and I it, think of like Shuffle Buddies too, I think of just like shuffling on the the ground. And that's kind of how I dance. <laughs> I just shuffle back and forth.
0: Okay. I was like shuffling on the ground. Are you convulsing? <laughs> Yeah. So we can have a spinoff podcast already about dancing. However, we haven't mentioned what this podcast (laughs) is about, which is mostly about board games, I think. Mm -hmm. So my name is Chris Heine.
1: And I'm Casey Seekman. I'll throw my last name in there.
0: And we are starting... Shuffle Buddies. We are Shuffle Buddies. That's what I was going (laughs) to say. As you can tell, this is our first podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited. We're in my like converted second floor of my house in st paul Mm -hmm. i don't i never knew what to do with it upstairs like i have my keyboard up here and i have like one totally empty room that two people have almost lived in (laughs) or like stayed in for a little bit and a poster i got from the german spy museum that's about it
0: and now a corner full of podcast equipment
1: yeah now we have podcast loft
0: yeah (laughs) so it's the perfect thing so hopefully everyone can hear us and our beautiful voices shining through like magic so, this is a new podcast that we're going to be talking about board games, and I guess I will, I don't know what I want to explain, but let's talk a little bit about what we think the podcast might be and what we want it to yeah. be.
1: Or, yeah, and we and then we can also talk about, like, just our relationships with games.
0: Yeah, that would be great. Because we idea.
1: are differently related to
0: games. We are differently <laughs> related to games. I, I, okay, that's probably a better place to start, and I'll start. Okay. My name is Chris Heine, like I said. and uh, I have been a longtime fan of all games, board games, video games, um, any type of games, really, except for, I guess, the athletic ones. I'm less of a fan of those, but I've been known to dabble here and there, Um, but I've been really into board games, especially probably about 10 years or so now, but um, I've always kind of been pretty into games and into board games if I knew they existed. There are a few instances of my life where, I wasn't aware of the greater hobby, but mm-hmm. I still was really into a very specific, small niche where I could kind of latch on. And I used to um, run a public game night that had lots of people who came every week. Um, I have hundreds of board games that I love so to many look at games. and caress. <laughs> Not as many as a lot of people, but I have a manageable, a manageable amount. In fact, I have a friend who's staying with me from the West Coast right now, and he was just like this is so many games and i'm like i know every single one of them and exactly where they are and then i have him, i did a quiz where he would walk around my house and pick out a game and then be like where's this game and i could tell him exactly what shelf it was on exact so i oh I wow, have an, i didn't realize <laughs> that i don't have so many that i have lost track of the ones i have
1: you're really good at like kind of getting rid of games too
0: Yes, you I kind do. of.
1: It's not like a strict like one in one out policy, but you you're pretty good at getting rid of games on the regular.
0: Yep, I do see the value of having a manageable collection that that isn't just sprawling for no reason. And mm-hmm. if I'm not going to play something, I don't need to keep it. Yeah. Um,
1: so if anybody needs games,
0: yeah, well, okay. get it, Chris. <laughs> That's kind of where I come from. I'm also kind of known as a game teacher. Like a lot of people have me teach games just because I like to explain games. I like to read rule books. I like to explore new things and I'm totally up for teaching and I I do teach as well. I'm not a natural teacher, but I kind of, well, maybe I am a natural teacher. I just don't love teaching as much as (laughs) anything else in my life, but um, I do kind of fall into that role a lot. So people kind of ask me, so I end up sharing games with a lot of people who kind of, come and ask me to teach him something. You're a good game host. I am kind of a host, I guess.
1: Yeah, you're really good cuz you're really good at like just making sure everybody's having a good time and you always really are really good at explaining all the rules and then um you're really good at just like losing. <laughs> 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 making sure everybody has fun. <laughs> yeah. I think it that just has, I'm is what happens. I'm not losing on
0: purpose. You know? No, I know. I'm, I'm just
1: I think that's what happens though when you're the one that teaches the game people assume that you know what
0: you're doing and then everybody attacks you. They do naturally gang up on me for no reason. And then they're just like, <laughs> "Well, he I mean, I guess for a reason." They're like, mm. "He knows what he's doing." Right. But ra- rarely do I, I mean, I don't play games.
1: Yeah, cuz I like... think you're playing it times. for the first yeah, time I'm a lot of times too. Yeah, i usually playing it
0: for the first or second time. So it's not like I'm a master. I I do not find mastery that appealing. So I'm kind of more just like in mm-hmm. and out of millions of things.
1: Yeah, because you, I've noticed we don't play a whole lot of the same games over and over. Other than like a mystery rummy yeah. that we play over and over, like whenever we go out for breakfast pre-COVID. Um, or there's a couple of games that we'll play over and over again that are just like good coffee shop games. Mm-hmm. But... You're just always, you always have new games.
0: Yeah. And I think even for you, because I know your tastes aren't exactly identical to mine. So I think even for you, I'm choosing some of these because I'm just like, this is something that I think Casey will like where when I go and I play a lot of games solo and things and I will be like a new one every time. And Mm -hmm. I know everyone doesn't have that veracity and uh, tolerance. So I kind (laughs) of, you know, I'll I'll get new ones in there every once in a while if I think you'll truly like them, but I'm not like we have to play a new game every single time, even though that's probably how i would do it if it was just me.
1: Mhm. I always I learn about all the new games you're playing from your Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, you played that one alone. He never yeah. brought
0: that one up, so I must not like it very much." That's <laughs> well, that's the testing ground. That's, <laughs> that's the first round pass. But yeah, so that's a little bit about me.
1: Um, so a little bit about me again. I'm Casey, like and the Sunshine band. And I it was more of an athletic game kind of person. Like, I like hockey and I played tennis in college and I like those kind of games. Um, I think I always liked games, but all the games that I knew of were like, I feel like when Cards Against Humanity or like Apples to Apples came around, I was like, oh, these are fun. Like, this is actually a fun game that I can play with my friends. It's like a kind of like a drinking game, casual game. Because um, before that, what all I've ever played was like Risk or Stratego or... Monopoly, <laughs> or um, just like any game. Those, those were the games that I thought were games. Yeah, and I yeah, and I never was like a video game person because like if I ever had that much energy, I would do crafting stuff or because I think it takes energy to play video games. And if I want to look at a screen, I'm usually just like Netflix. Yeah, and I want to relax. And if I'm if I'm doing anything with my hands, it's like I'm looking at my phone or <sighs> I'm cross stitching or something. When I met Chris. Like, probably almost, almost like...
0: It was over three years ago, I think.
1: Are we almost at four years since we've known each other? I guess so. (gasps)
0: Holy crap. I'd have to really sit down and I think it was like New Year's
1: Eve between 2017 and 2018.
0: Well, that's not four years ago.
1: 2017. uh... 2017. Oh, yeah, and then we're going 20 to 21.
0: Maybe maybe that is.
1: Three years? I don't know. We'll do math later. Hold on. Let's just do it now. We can cut it out. We're like... (laughs) So, so we, we knew
0: each other 2018. Yeah. We knew each other 2019. We knew each other 2020. Oh, yeah. Okay. Three yeah. years. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Keep this in. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we don't math for our careers. Yeah. <laughs> um, And uh, where was I? Mm, oh, and when I met Chris... Um, yeah, like I went over to his house one night and I just saw all these games and I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea like this stuff existed. And like, you're super into Kickstarter and seeing all these new games and like, not just like, all I ever knew was like Mattel or Milton Bradley or whatever was like in Target. Even then I didn't like, even the Target games for a while have been really good. Yeah. Even, you know, before like three years ago. And yeah, so I started playing games and they were just like, it's just super fun. And it was, uh. Like, just a fun thing to do other than just, like, sit and watch TV or go for a walk or, you know, play drinking games or, I don't know, any other stuff. Like, this was just, like, a fun, challenging way to do something. And then it was my favorite part was always, like, afterwards we kind of discuss, like, strategy and, like, be like, oh, this is what I would have done. And I thought that was always super fun. And I think my favorite games are cooperative
0: games which is the first one we played, was Pandemic.
1: Yeah, so that's right, because, yeah, I'd never played Pandemic.
0: I think that, yeah, and we can talk about that maybe later, but I think that's a great mm-hmm. way of just getting someone in, and, and that was actually, I mean, this is... Takes the pressure off of me a little bit, because yeah. then
1: I can be like, well, if I totally don't, because I'm always worried that I'm not going to get it, and just, like, totally bomb, and if it's cooperative, at least I'm kind of on a team with somebody else. Yeah,
0: but I do remember, and just this is a tangent, but I do remember that was a... You know that is a, a a slight scary litmus test where I bring someone over and I'm like, this is my house. My so I keep the games front and center. They are in the living room or dining room, I guess, or kind of yeah. front room of my house. And so when Casey came over for the first time, she was probably like, I see what. or maybe she was just like what is going on so it was kind of like a moment where i was like she could just be like this is weird i'm leaving
1: i love it i I just love when people have hobbies and i get to participate in them yes and it's kind of nice because like i i buy games every now and then but they're usually duplicates of your games (laughs) and that i just want my own copy of um just to see if i can get my friends into it or if it's something i just want to have on my own um but I don't have to buy games for the most part. Yes, you buy you all probably, the games. I'm
0: sure you'd be fine without ever buying a game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, yeah. I could just give you all the games I don't want, and you, <laughs> <laughs> you I can just store at our two houses. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that's a little bit about us.
1: Yeah, so I'm more of like a casual gamer. I'm. I don't really look. I. I mean, I have a board game geek account that I cr- have forgotten to keep track of stuff. It was fun for a while, and I have a little widget on my website yeah. that shows my previous plays, but I kind of forgot about it. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of like whatever Chris brings, I kind of go with the flow, and I just enjoy it. But yeah. I think for Chris, it's more of like I don't want to say a lifestyle, but
0: like like a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a li- it's it's getting close. I think I guess
1: because you research and like you look at Kickstarter and it is like,
0: how I spend a lot of my and you've sweet made a time. game before, Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, You're so more hardcore. I'm a little bit more hardcore, mm-hmm. but I'm, I do other things too. So we'll talk about some yeah. of those other yeah. things too.
1: You're multifaceted.
0: I am a multifaceted jewel.
1: <laughs> like from Splendor. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say
0: Aladdin, but okay. Oh,
1: <laughs> the diamond in and my rough. Oops. I have tilted ceilings in my attic. <laughs> I forgot how <laughs> close I was to the top.
0: Uh, yeah. And so that is a little bit about us. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to do this podcast just as a fun thing to do together. And we've already, we're talking about games and strategies and fun things like that. So, and we were just like, why not record it? I guess.
1: Yeah. And like, there's so many game podcasts out there that I've never listened to, but I know Chris has.
0: <laughs> That's probably good.
1: <laughs> that just are kind of, they seem inex, like, I don't want to, I'm not going to trash talk like podcasts I haven't listened to. I'm not going to trash talk other podcasts, <laughs> but for me, they just seem a little bit more inaccessible. Um, and I, again, am more of a casual kind of player. And just kind of wanted to bring like that fun, like that human element back to it. and you know, to show that games are for everybody. And I think everybody should just have the opportunity to learn about games and not have to like totally dive in. And like luckily, I have Chris, and I'm gonna share Chris with you all <laughs> to kind of like, help guide you to find new games and like hear about them. and you'll have us test them for you, play test them for you, and you'll hear a game hardcore gamer. His opinion and you'll hear a casual gamer's opinion about it and I'll be like I like it (laughs) (laughs) I'll be like
0: here is my multi-page thesis what do you think Casey
1: (laughs) very good I like it
0: (laughs) (laughs) which one was Casey's real voice
1: (laughs) (laughs) mine was deeper whatever the deeper one was is me but yeah no I'm just excited because yeah I, I would hear you I would hear you playing those podcasts like in the background and I'm just like oh my gosh this is a I don't dense. It's a lot. There, some of them seem <laughs> like a lot. Some of
0: them are, yeah. And I listen to I do listen to a lot of podcasts. Games, video games and a million other things, history and culture and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. because of my taste to do like I'm guessing you're talking about Game Brain, which is Maybe, a, I don't even know. which is a great podcast, but yeah, it, they definitely get into the weeds like mm-hmm. in a big way and it's a big long podcast that gets really deep so which is
1: totally cool yeah. it's just like for me like that is just a little bit I mean I'll listen to anything like I just I like having talking in the background but I just don't get I don't know enough to get <laughs> anything out of it I just don't get it <laughs> so yeah I've been really excited for like this podcast because I think Chris and I are just really enjoy talking about uh, games and especially after we play a game, we can just talk and talk and we're just like, we should make a podcast because yeah. I think we both love podcasts so much. Yeah, I'm listening to them all the time now, especially like uh, with, with COVID. I'm at home all the time now. I work from home. I'm super lucky to work from home, but now I just constant podcasts.
0: Yeah. And I'm a designer, so I literally listen to podcasts all the time Mm because I'm just doing like design work on the computer which unless I need to write an email or something I can have a podcast going which is kind of nice I do realize it's probably like broken my brain in some major way where I'm just like this is probably (laughs) unnatural to have like a conversation going on
1: that I'm somewhat
0: invested in not like I'm Mm -hmm. never like totally invested but like I'm just like um yeah sometimes I wonder but we're gonna add to that that. we're gonna add to that wonderful world of the plethora of
1: podcasts (laughs) Yeah. The cornucopia, of the horn of plenty.
0: The horn of, of plenty podcasts. of podcasts. Uh, yeah. And shuffle buddies is just a name. It doesn't really mean a lot, but I, I, this is my justification. I think that cards are my favorite component of games because I think they're incredibly versatile. I think that they can do a million things. There's simple games. There's complex games. They convey the most information. Mm-hmm. They are just really great. I'm not a I'm not like anti dice or anything like that, but I'm not like a dice guy where I'm like, I am I anti dice. Oh, okay. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were serious for a second. Um, I looked very serious. I <laughs> know you did. Sorry to interrupt. Keep uh, going. <laughs> no, that's all. And so I, I just like when I was thinking about like podcast things, I was just trying to think of things that were, and I just love cards and shuffling and, mm-hmm. And um, shuffle buddies is something I said as a joke, I think, at one point, and it just kind of has stuck around. So part of, but part of what we're going to be doing, I, I hope, is it's going to always be me and Casey. And we also will invite people on who are our shuffle buddies um, who mm-hmm. we play a game with and just get a, you know another opinion every, every once in a while. Maybe who knows how often. And yeah. who knows who those people will be. But... I know.
1: And it's weird right now because COVID and yeah, everything. I know. Like, and Minnesota to... just went yeah. extra quarantine. So we'll see what's up. But that yeah. is the idea.
0: That was the idea. And yeah. I have friends who are on the hook for doing it. But right now is nice. just not the time. So
1: Yeah. Because they don't have this professional podcasting gear.
0: Yeah. Which I just happen to have. That we
1: have. So <laughs> so we got to make sure. It'll be like that one thing when it's like, I don't know why. But like, whenever anybody calls into, like radio stations, uh-huh. they still sound like crap. I'm just it's like, just why the does the call of the, phone, yeah. the call is still so bad? So mm-hmm. maybe we can just have somebody call in, <laughs> and it'll be us sounding so crisp and clean. And then somebody's like, "Yeah, I really enjoyed this game. I thought it was really fun until I lost all the, the yeah. last <laughs> round." Well, we'll do our best
0: to make sure it's not like that. But ideally, yeah. they'll be in person.
1: That would be ideal. Someday. I mean, only like five more months till we could do it outside. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we could get snowsuits. <laughs> we
1: could. I think I've told you this, but there was that saying somebody asked, like, somebody from a Scandinavian country, like Sweden or Norway or something like that. And they're like, well, how cold uh, is too cold to have a picnic? Like, how, how cold does it have to be outside before you say no picnic outside? And they said, um, I guess when your spit freezes. Then you can't have a picnic outside.
0: If you open your mouth and your jaw falls off, yeah,
1: <laughs> your eyeballs freeze because they're just like you can just you know keep putting more layers on and on and on and you can just sit sit outside and have a picnic.
0: That happens. I can't remember who that happened to. I feel like that it might have happened to my boss where he he walks to work every day and, and one his time jaw his, fell off. No, his his he got frostbite on his eyeballs. <gasps>
1: Oh, just
0: like a little bit,
1: just, just a just little a bit, tiny of bit of frostbite <laughs> on his
0: eyeballs. But it's something you don't really think about. So you know, it's no. In, I'm sure it's like all in Minnesota. It gets what negative?
1: I mean, we have had those polar vortexes yeah. where it's like negative fifty degrees out,
0: and it will kill you. So
1: oh yeah, be sure. careful. But
0: he still walks to work, and he wears goggles and stuff like that. And I I, I can't remember if it was him or if it was somebody he knew, but. It was a good story I just told. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed it. Please do enjoy this story.
1: Well, We still have people like outside biking too.
0: Yeah. So if they can do that, we can play a board game outside.
1: Yeah, that's true. But it's like fingers. You need that. You need need that
0: dexterity. Yeah.
1: We'll figure it out.
0: Yeah. But anyway, for the time being, it's you and I, and and that's just great. But (laughs) eventually the the buddies could grow. The buddies could grow to be many more people. So now we won't have that intro every time. No, we will not, but it was fun to do.
1: Oh, for sure. I really enjoyed it.
0: And maybe we'll have a maybe we'll it. have a an abbreviated like in case you missed it last time. And then I'll <sighs> cut up a really cool, like, really quick soundbite version of that conversation, and I'll just have that be our intro.
1: Yeah. And I'll figure out um the theme song. I'm looking at my keyboard right now and it's gonna be like doop, 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 doop.
0: Okay. Do, 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 well, do. once you write it i'm gonna put that next yes. to each other and we'll see how close <laughs> it was to that so casey does make music so she's gonna work on a theme song and i make art so i'm gonna work on a logo and then together our powers combined we'll have a podcast put together yeah so let's move on and we just wanted to talk a little bit and this is our first podcast but let's talk a little bit about other things besides <laughs> board games <laughs> so this is we do a lot of other things and and maybe this is a place where we will talk about board games but not like our main event board game but yeah. let's talk about miscellaneous things yeah. that we've been enjoying lately casey's drinking a wine right now
1: i am drinking wine it's a uh sauvignon blanc from <laughs> yeah. Marlborough, new zealand uh-huh marlboro it's very um drinkable new zealandy yeah I was trying to try to say something in a Zealand accent. <laughs>
0: you just say Brit.
1: Yeah, Brit. He maybe did. He maybe did what?
0: No, he maybe did.
1: <laughs> have you not seen that one?
0: A Flight of the Concords? Yeah. I mean, I've seen it because I've seen them all. I can't think of what...
1: <laughs> I've seen it because I've seen them all. I have seen them he all, He might though. be dead. And they keep saying, he maybe did. They're like, oh, he maybe did what?
0: <laughs> oh, I see. No, I don't remember. No, it. he might be did. Well, that, speaking of that, we've been watching Flight of the Concords again yeah, for some been, reason. Yeah,
1: that's been a good one to get back into because we watched it right after we watched the TV show, What We Do in the Shadows.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, it's so good. And then while we were watching What We Do in the Shadows, like in in between those weeks, I actually went to my friend Claire's house and then we were talking about it because I told her that Murray <laughs> was in the movie Yeah, because he was a, a werewolf, not swearwolf. wolf. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what? N-uh. And so then we watched the movie too. So I... I got to see, like, season one of what we do in the shadows, then the movie, and then season two.
0: And then all the way back to Flight of the Concords, which doesn't have, have I mean, that has to do, more to do with the movie, I guess, but mm-hmm. yeah. Just
1: more New Zealanders. It's so good. So good. <laughs> oh, I forgot how much I love that. So that's been good.
0: Yeah.
1: I've also been watching The Good Place over and over again. <laughs> you do watch that a I, I can't help it. It's just so comforting. Yeah. It's just so it's just so sweet and happy and creative and I love it. And then I'm usually right now I'm online shopping for Christmas <laughs> presents and I have that in the background and it's this just like means
0: a, true Christmas is here.
1: <laughs> it's like a warm little TV. What's hug. funny
0: about that is I've never seen that and I will <laughs> You're
1: seeing it piece by. Piece. I'm seeing
0: it piece by <laughs> so piece random. and you start over too. So then it, I'll see like some. I saw the final episode. And oh. then now I'm, like, back at the beginning. So I'm kind of, like, slowly piecing in. And it it's, I mean, like, when you watch it that way, you realize it's a show that really goes places. Because I was just like, what is going on? Like, these characters season. don't even remember what was happening and all, you know, whatever.
1: Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine how bonkers that would be to, like, see the end one. And then you see, like, season two. And then, like, some of season one. And then some of season three. And it's just, like, because there are some days when I can burn through some of those yeah. if you're not here. And then all of a sudden it, like, restarts. Yeah. But when I have the energy to invest in a TV show, I've been watching The Crown, <gasps>
0: which I also so got to see good. random two episodes yesterday. Oh my
1: gosh, those people!
0: I mean, those I don't those people. Those
1: people, I tell you what, those royal <laughs> people.
0: I did that Woo. thing today where um, I was driving by myself and I was like thinking about how what a wiener Charles was. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he was. I mean, he's just like, I didn't catch anything. I'm just watching. What episode was that? I don't know. Like, the three or four. I yeah, can't remember where it was. I know I'm it's been right on now. for a few seasons, but I haven't seen yeah. any of it. But, and then I'm, you know, it's got trauma. Oh, yeah. I'm in season he, four right now. Yeah. And yeah. he's just like,
1: yeah, meh. Nah,
0: and then, and then he's like crying about his girlfriend or whatever. Pregnant
1: wife not being happy enough.
0: Oh, is she pregnant?
1: Well, are they married? Die. Him and die. Yeah. Yeah. Like when he was talking to his mom. Yeah. The queen. Yeah, when he he was like, Oh, Diana, she's just like so
0: I guess I missed the part where marmos- they got married because I remember that they were yeah, doing they the rehearsal and then- Yeah, they didn't
1: really have like the wedding. They just showed oh. Diana like with her big dress with the yeah. poofy sleeves, like just walking into the church. And then the show ended.
0: I will point out I have while Casey was watching this show, I had Raiders of Scythia set up on the oh, coffee yeah. table next to her. So I was solo playing Raiders of Scythia while she was watching <laughs> the The crown crown. so i kind of and it was hard to not pay attention because it is an interesting show it is but i was like i was like what a sad sack like he's like oh i wish i was with her and i was like and then i said if i was in the royal family i would simply not do that stuff
1: (laughs) (laughs) simply not i
0: would just not do it i'd just be like i don't want to follow these rules
1: well i mean that's there have been people that have done that
0: yeah it was yeah badasses
1: <laughs> well, I, I mean, know, you really. gotta watch season one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what I've been. Those are the shows I've. Been, I feel like that's what I've been watching lately. Well, and I still need to watch Schitt's Creek. Well, I mean, oh, the, the last season. season.
0: Yeah, I need to watch because
1: I. That was one of those another comfort shows where I watched over and over again. And then the the fifth or final season, sixth season, I can't remember, was on Pop, and I didn't. I don't have that. And so I was waiting and waiting and waiting, and I think it's on Netflix, and I just need to get
0: back and watch it. Finally. Is it like six episodes long Finally. or something? Finally. Is it just like a little mini David. season?
1: I have a feeling it's a whole season. Oh, okay. I think so. Yeah.
0: Well, all I have been doing is playing Demon Souls, because that's basically my <laughs> video you got a game PS5. life. Because I got a PS5. Because of Demon Souls. Well, is that the
1: reason you got it? Yeah,
0: it's the only reason. Really? Yeah. I don't play any games anymore except for Souls games.
1: Well, I know, but because so Demon's Souls, because like, the one that you're playing right now is like that remake one or like the right. redo of from PS3.
0: Right, it is. And it is amazing. And I, But I wasn't planning on getting, because I, I have a PlayStation 4 and I just buy all the consoles. And so I just kind of had them. But this was the first time, the PlayStation 4, Xbox One era was the first time where I just didn't use them both. And I I usually would have them both because I was just like, well, I don't want to. If there's a game I want to play, I don't want to not play it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does that make I sense? Would, no, I,
1: yeah, that makes yeah. sense.
0: So I was just like, I just need to have them all, <laughs> and I'll just you know, and and whatever. Like, I'm a grown man. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Man. So I did, I but then I, I just ended up not using, and it just happened to be the Xbox that I didn't use.
1: Oh yeah, because I
0: have that Xbox. You probably haven't like seen me use it twice or something. Yeah, maybe. Um, What's on
1: there? Because there's, I feel like there's a game on there.
0: Uh, I mean, that you I don't use know. Use it for. I don't though. I didn't. I didn't even have like one that I used oh. it for. I don't think. I can't remember. Did you play Halo? I have hey, you, I don't even know hey, if there's you, one this on hey, Xbox one that I cared about though. I but anyway, so I just didn't really play any and then I just only have been playing for the last over a year. <laughs> I have been playing Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3, Bloodborne, Sekiro plus all the DLC for all those games and then I just started over and did them all again. And then I started them all over and did it again. And then I was like, "This is just my life now." And That's I not like
1: me watching the same shows it is. over and, I, and, and I, over. I have a
0: feeling I started a little bit, beto- but not much. I started in, I guess it was only a year ago. It was probably I th- can't, I can't remember, but I remember I started.
1: I feel like the last other game you played was like Spider Man.
0: Yeah, I did play it, and I played a couple interspersed between those or whatever. But yeah. those have been the majority of what I've played. And then so, and I just like any other game I play, it just feels hollow and pointless and i just feel adrift
1: hollow like the like you're like, the yeah, soul like, hunters <laughs> like the
0: hollowed yeah dark souls yeah <laughs> so i just i just i'm just like why bother yeah so i've just replayed them and replayed them so then demon souls i think i think demon souls on ps3 was one of the best of the bunch so when they announced the remake i was like hell yes although i really wish they would just release it as it was as well as like a bonus because it would take them 15 minutes to just burn a rom of that or something oh yeah
1: to see like how
0: to see how Crabby it's changed because I don't think a lot of people played that one. So I would love and I think it was I think it's in my top three of all the Dark Souls games. Oh, wow. Or all the Souls games. Mm-hmm. It probably would be Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Demon Souls. And then and then when they uh, and then my friend was like, you're going to need a PlayStation 5? And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, probably eventually because it's, it's got Souls games on it. And then and then there, right that day. There was a press conference where they announced Demon Souls day one. And then I was like, I have to get it. I have to get it day one. It must
1: one. be mine. And
0: I actually found a oh, yes. a way to secretly order one by just like checking on URLs that didn't exist yet. And I got a pre-order before the pre-orders went live. And they... <laughs> oh, that's
1: right. <laughs> you like backdoored it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and so then I got it and thankfully they, they um, accepted your the offer. Order. Yeah. And, uh, and your I order. got it and I have been loving it and I actually beat it today.
1: <gasps> was I there? Yep. No, I don't think I was there when you beat it, beat it.
0: Well, actually I haven't beat a beat of it. I beat the final boss. Because You
1: were like, Oh, I don't want to beat it because there's like the dark and the light yeah, theme Yeah, I, want to, or I, want I to don't wanna have I played all over again.
0: Days. Yeah. But I <laughs> but I beat the final boss, which is old King Alons, spoiler the false alert. Oop oh, that's the spoiler.
1: Oops. <laughs> old Rewind.
0: King Rewind is the um, it doesn't matter. Whatever, if anybody's <laughs> if cared, you, they'd have played it
1: uh, how long ago did that come out? Five years ago, six years ago?
0: Demon Souls One? Yeah. Or Demon's Souls, the original one on PS3? Yeah. Over 10 years ago. Okay, I think then, it was 2009. No spo- Spoiler alerts yeah, don't count. I was going to say, I think we're, we're past the <laughs> expiration on that. But I played it. I beat it. I, what I didn't do is go do the final, like, kind of like post game thing that's more just cinematic than it is gameplay. It's not, a, it's not a game anything. You basically just walk in and hit a button and then it ends the game. Um. Like, so that's all I have left to do, which I could do.
1: But you don't, you're not going to. I am going to. You are?
0: Yeah. To get to finish it. But oh, because. But then I said I'd start with You're going to play it and all then play over it, again to get until end, to that point. And then, yeah, and then I won't beat it so that I'll be ready for any special world <laughs> tendency events.
1: I respect that. <laughs> It'll take
0: me like 10 hours to do it again. It's such a short No game. big deal. NBD, yeah. So that's what I've been playing. Nice. So that was a good half hour of just talk about us.
1: Talk about other stuff.
0: Talk about other stuff. This is a board game podcast. I thought mm. <laughs> we'll this feel is, it out on the fly. It's the buddy part of it's Shuffle the buddy Buddies. Part. Yeah, yeah. And yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that was good. We'll do like uh, maybe I'll make some segment music.
0: That's a good. Do it again. I was talking. Done. Or something
1: you know where it's like. Oh, and then soon maybe we'll have like listener mail, (laughs) (laughs) and we can do listener mail.
0: (laughs) Chris, do you have any listener mail? (laughs) Just make it up until we get some. Oh, I have a listener letter right now. Do you? Yeah. (laughs) We're gonna take it out of the bag. Do you want to read it? Go ahead and read it.
1: No, you can read it.
0: I don't have any. I didn't have. Okay, I'll read it. Okay.
1: Dear Chris and Casey. You two are awesome, and I hope to be as awesome as you one day. From Jeremy age five. <laughs>
0: For some reason, I just <laughs> thought you were going to say Jeremy Pivens. I have no idea. <laughs> I was From like, Jeremy Pivens. Our first super Piven. fan, our first shuffle buddy, Jeremy Yo, Pivins. bros, what's up? <laughs> Y'all eat nards. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think this line's getting to me. I've had like three sips. Grace is stone sober.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll hold it together. So, Jeremy, thank you for the letter, Jeremy Piven. we'll put in some music so we know that letter was, was respected and well loved.
1: I have this microphone in front of me and I don't know how loud I can laugh yet.
0: <laughs> it's fine, we'll have a few spikes. We're still figuring everything out. So
1: oh man, okay. <laughs> thank you, Jeremy Piven.
0: Uh, so do you want to talk about Everdell?
1: Yeah, but I think I'm gonna go to the bathroom first. Okay,
0: let's take a you got bathroom music.
1: A little bio break. boo boop boo 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 And it sounds like man, you were just waiting to do that. It was. That was a long one too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why every little jingle I make sounds like the beginning of McDonald's. <laughs> I know. I but think then I just that keep was it going.
0: McDonald's theme. No, I can't. Mm. Bring me back the fish. Bring, <laughs> Bring me that, that
1: fish. Bring me back the filet fish. Bring me that fish. Okay.
0: Okay. Pause. Right so you're back. I'm back. You're back. I'm uh, back. And we are going to talk about Everdell. Oh,
1: oh, oh. A wonderful Everdell. game
0: that we're going it to talk is.
1: about. It is. It is a wonderful game. I love it. It's so cute.
0: And that was our talk about, <laughs> about <laughs> and Everdell. And that was Everdell. Yeah. All
1: right. Well, we'll see you all next time.
0: Yeah. So Everdell is uh, a game published by Starling Games. And it was designed by James A. Wilson with art by Andrew Bosley. Hmm. And uh, it also had a couple other people listed for the artist Cody Jones and Dan May. Although I think that Andrew Bosley is the illustrator who does all the art art. So maybe those other people do we're like,
1: tracers.
0: Maybe they were tracers. Maybe <laughs> they did the graphic design or something. I'm not sure. But there are three people listed. Although, you know, again, if I'm taking credit away from Cody or Dan, I'm sorry. Um, but Rude. I feel like yeah, I feel Why like Andrew Bosley to... is the person I've heard associated with the artwork for this game. And he's got a new game on Kickstarter, I think, right now. It's actually a Is it cute? No, yes, it is cute. <laughs> but it is not a game. It is a kind of like a a world story generating art book for role-playing games. So basically oh. I haven't looked at it actually. I, I, I admit <laughs> I should look at it. I should have done this. But you shouldn't be it's even basically brought up. just like illustrations and things that you can get inspired to tell stories and then like show your group to kind of be like, here's where you are. You're at this tavern or you're at this world.
1: That's cool. Could you do it even if you don't participate in those kind of games? Could like, you buy you the book? Just want to tell stories? I'm really yeah, bad at telling that. stories. <laughs> I need to practice my storytelling.
0: You can do that. I mean, you could buy it just as art book, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But you could also Little just buy it. A table to... book. But you could just tell stories to your kids or, you know, whatever to just say like, hey, here's a here's a tavern.
1: (laughs) I think you need it, too. We both need to practice our storytelling. That's the best I could do. So sorry about that.
0: Uh, Anyway. So, yes, Everdell.
1: (laughs) Tavern.
0: Everdell is a game. Oh, you know what? I want to. Well, let's let's see what board game geeks got to tell us. Everdell. Oh, okay. Okay. I got got it. I got it. Okay. All right. (laughs) I got it. I got it. Everdell is a game about a fantasy world filled with really cute little creatures, little, um, I was going to say rats. I don't (laughs) know. All sorts (laughs) of different creatures, like little birds and and rodents and and all sorts of different creatures who all come together. They live beneath the Everdell tree Mm -hmm. or the Ever tree, maybe it's called. Um, And... They're now setting off to expand new territories. And so, you know, the leaders of these different areas go off to kind of settle their own areas beneath the Evertree. And that's what we're doing in the game. We're kind of building up these little settlements of cute little creatures and Mm -hmm. new buildings and things like that. So that's kind of the theme of Everdell. All right. So Everdell combines some of my favorite game mechanisms like worker placement and tableau building. The game is sort of divided in two areas, the main board that all players share and the area where you're going to be playing cards to build a tableau of 15 cards in front of you. The main board itself is comprised of several action selection spaces where you can deploy your workers to gain resources, draw cards, and claim special events for points. Some of these worker spots can only hold one worker so if someone plays their worker there it's blocked, others are shared so you can send as many workers there as you'd like. In addition, there's an area called the meadow, which has eight face-up cards that basically work as a shared hand. Anyone can pay resources and claim these cards from the meadow. In front of each player is their own tableau, and that's where they're going to be playing cards and growing their city. The game is played over four seasons where players just take actions one after another until basically you're out of workers to place or resources to spend. On your turn, you can take an action, and there's only three options for your actions. They're all pretty straightforward. The first thing you can do is place a worker, Every player starts the game with two little critters they can deploy out to the board, and when they do, they gain whatever resources are printed there. The second action you can do is play a card. You spend the resources you've collected to play a card to your tableau. The cards come in two types, critters or constructions, and they function largely identical with the fun twist that each construction has a critter who can live inside for free. So if you can manage to play, for instance, the general store, And later you find the shopkeeper, you can play the shopkeeper for free because he lives in the general store. The cards do all sorts of different things, and there's five different main types. There's green production buildings, which produce more resources. There are red destinations, which actually become new action spaces you can send workers to on later turns. There are tan travelers that you play it and get a one-time action. There are blue governance cards which usually grant you bonuses or make actions more efficient for the rest of the game and purple prosperity cards which usually grant end game bonus points the final action you can take is preparing for a season preparing for a season is basically like passing you gather all your workers back and you gain any end of season bonuses that are printed on the ever tree the game ends at the end of the fourth season once all players have passed once this happens you add up your points and you get points for critters and construction played into your tableau, any point tokens collected along the way, any prosperity card bonus points, and from any events claimed during the game. You add up all your points, and the player with the highest score wins, and that is how you play Everdell.
1: Yeah, and this is all without the expansions right now, because they've come out with like a ton of expansions. Yeah, and
0: specifically want to mention that, because we'd, we'd love to come back and do a regroup uh in ever
1: ever palooza ever palooza
0: you <laughs> said it better than i was gonna say ever ever palooza ever palooza where we <laughs> will come back and talk about our thoughts about each expansion and kind of talk about how we feel about it and how essential we think it might be
1: yeah that's a great idea
0: but for now we're just going to talk about the base game which is spoiler Perfect. alert we've already so said great. it's great
1: yeah <laughs> it's so great
0: I, I guess let's start with what's your favorite part of everdell
1: the tree. No. <laughs> no.
0: Let's start with the tree. Let's start with the presentation yeah. in general. Yeah. Because uh, the presentation is a huge part of Everdell.
1: I really like the resources. I like how they're all kind of different. Yep. Like there's the squishy berry. It's like kind of squishy. Yep. The squishy there's berry. like gummy berries. And then there's like the opaque wood. Yep. And the stone is kind of an opaque but shiny plastic. And mm-hmm. then there's the, sh- the uh, see-through, like translucent. Resin. Resin. Yeah. And they all just like... Uh, the tactileness of them all. I like. Yeah, just I like them. I so like as you collect resources, resources, you're taking little
0: sticks and little jewels and little squishy berries and things like that. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think there's well and, made. And they also like sit on this board. The board is kind of like an overview of a meadow um, with the tree at the center and kind of there's a river flowing in front of the tree where. There's areas where the resources collect. So if you actually look at the artwork, you can kind of see where the embers, you know, or the ember. I always call it ember, but it's mm-hmm. resin, resin is being, you know, harvested from the tree and the logs are coming down the river and things like that. So, um, yeah, thematically, those are really fun. It also has a large three-dimensional cardboard tree mm-hmm. that you need to punch out and, and assemble. Um, yeah, it kind of clicks Yep. Like
1: clicks into place. Slots together. Slots. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And so it slots together. which How tall hold... do you think it is? Mm, Sorry to interrupt. I'd say you. like twelve inches.
1: Yeah. It's tall.
0: Yeah, it's pretty tall. It functions to tell you what round it is and, and what you should do. And it's not very complicated. You either produce, draw two cards, or produce. Mm-hmm. And, and you get workers. Take your new workers. Mm-hmm. It also holds the four kind of like bonus objective cards along the top branch mm-hmm. it's also meant to hold the deck underneath yeah. which i don't put there because if you touch that tree it will get knocked around in yeah, there because
1: it's not like it's not anchored into the yeah it's just a piece um, of cardboard yeah it's not anchored into the board right it's just sitting on top and so if you reach into that nook to grab the deck especially yeah especially if I you would... have
0: giant hands like me yeah
1: or especially if you have like wine hands like me
0: just (laughs) totally sloppy drunk
1: (laughs) oh sloppy drunk (laughs) i have like a glass of wine but that definitely makes me pretty sloppy
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah so
1: it it, it it is cute and it's like the thing that i remember is like you would never put it away you always had like this right. tree like sitting on your dresser because yeah. you just didn't want to like unslot it and put it back because every it. time
0: i took it apart and put it in the box and then re put it together it would just like get that much more
1: more wear and tear wear and, and tear
0: and kind of like fringing um kind of or shuff, you know separating the cardboard yeah. and stuff like that so i think it is a cool table presence and usually the first time i teach somebody i keep it and then mm-hmm. i never use it again
1: i do remember when you brought it over i was like "Ooh, i've yeah. never seen anything like that before that was fun
0: it also makes it so if you do sit around a four-person table and yeah. you kind of orient it north south east west whoever is sitting north yeah will have a giant tree in their They're face. blocked from the <laughs> yeah. whole board yeah yeah so. that is
1: true and then yeah i just the whole just the the yeah, I just knock it over, and yeah, so time. I think because then you have to reach over everything to yeah. get to it, and it's like I'm just I can't I'm not that nimbile. It really
0: <laughs> nimble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it really serves no purpose, and it is it is cool, but it doesn't serve any purpose, and it kind of actually makes the game harder to play. So I would say. It's almost more of a negative that I wish that stuff was just printed on the board or something.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to, I think, especially if you just have people that really enjoy that stuff, you could just have it sitting out yeah, and be part of the decor
0: of the mm-hmm. table. It's kind of like when Mr. Rogers would um, pull down the pieces of make-believe land. The, you don't remember that?
1: I mean, I remember watching Mr. Cause, so Chris is like three years older than me, I think. Three and a half years older.
0: Three or four, yeah.
1: So, and also I was the oldest one in my family and you're like the third oldest. Yeah. But yeah, so like I feel, I remember watching Mr. Rogers, but I don't really remember
0: anything well, there's about a, it. There's a part where he has a, like these scale models, which are almost identically sized to the Everdell tree. And oh. he takes them down and it's like the clock tower and the tree that the owl lives in or something and mm-hmm. you know all these up elements and when i was a kid i was like holy crap i want those so bad <laughs> now and you even, have it. and now i kind of i mean they're cardboard like, oh, so Th- those models are really cool if somebody yeah. put out like those models i might buy one of them that'd or be cool it's like
1: it's like my mom collecting dickens village yeah. from department 56
0: which i used to work for yeah in... and she
1: uh, yeah she loves those things it's like yeah instead of having a Dickens I actually, village when i worked you can have at Mr. department Rogers 56 village.
0: i told them they should make those <gasps> But Mr. Such Rogers idea. ones, they did not.
1: Oh, that's such a good idea. But I was like, you I know, bet fools. our generation that's how they can grab our generation,
0: yeah,
1: and gra- put us into collecting porcelain <laughs> buildings or whatever, yeah. Well, anyway, anyway,
0: <laughs> so that is the ever tree, yeah. Other than that, the cards are all, um, beautifully illustrated,
1: they're so cute, and it's like, I wish I took more time. I actually still haven't even like. I feel like they all have like a cute little thing on them, like Mm -hmm. a saying or something or a little quote. Yeah. And I haven't read them all. Yeah. Like there's just like cute little intricacies that I just haven't always paid attention to.
0: Yeah. But the cards themselves are just really adorable. Like Mm -hmm. they have little animals on them, these little villages and things like that. But they're also done in a painterly way that is not like juvenile. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: But it's also not like, like hotel art, you know, it's not like, it's not tired or worn out i would say it's kind of
0: concept arty it definitely feels you know it feels like concept art for video games or movies or something like Mm -hmm. that it's very yeah painterly with lots of light is trickling through and yeah really cute characters who are really well drawn so yeah they're whimsical they're cute they're family friendly but they're not like baby i guess is the point yeah
1: that's yeah they're not baby Yeah, yeah they're really cute i like them a lot you can look at them over and over and over again and not get tired or yeah
0: and you're always and they're kind of like little friends who come out because you're like there's the chip sweep oh my gosh i know
1: and now i definitely have like my favorites too where i'm just like ah yes i like here this is my comfort zone i feel good like i i definitely have a
0: comfort zone with my tableau really Mm -hmm. what is your favorite (sighs) what's your favorite so remember there are buildings and there are critters critters yeah so
1: I think, I mean, I always go for the farm as the construction. I try to lay that down first because if you lay down a construction first, it has like a matching critter and then the critter can live there for free. And then you don't Mm -hmm. have to pay. Usually when you play critters, you have to pay berries. And if you already have the construction in which they live and there's no other critter living there yet, you can play them for free. So I really try hard to be efficient with that and play the construction first. So I always try to play the farm first, and then there's the husband and the wife, and they can both, like, live share in the farm. Space. Yeah, and they can share a space, like, in your tableau. So they don't like share a space with the farm, but one of them can live in the farm for free. The wife costs two berries, and the husband costs three <laughs> berries.
0: Getting some high level I'll Everdell stress. I, <laughs> this, and I do. I
1: try to do this every time. So I try to play the farm, and then I play the wife, and I pay her two berries, and then I play the husband. To live in the farm for free because then when you play the husband too you also get a resource plus another resource if you have if it's teamed up with the wife i think he some, only
0: produces if he's teamed up with that wife and, and, has, a, a farm. and has a farm so yeah. i play
1: him last yeah because he has it's like the green leaf type and so each round two times you get to reproduce like the green cards the that production give yeah you, yeah the production it,
0: produc- it produces when you play it Mm -hmm. And then it produces at the end of the first round, which is unlikely for you to even happen because the first round is very short. so hard to play anything on the first round. And then it produces at the end of the third round. So basically, if you play a production in the first round, you'll get three resources from it. Yeah. Assuming nothing else happens.
1: Usually, yeah. So what I like to do is like, because yeah, he produces right away and then he produces again when the round says so. Yeah. So I always try to play him last because then he'll produce right then and there. And I basically almost play him for free as well. Mm Mm-hmm so that was is a comfort spot for me and I like the the shopkeeper because then I get a berry every time I play a critter I think yeah like any of actually like any of the critters I am a big fan like I like the chip sweep the minor mole, <laughs> uh the judge is okay I don't mind the judge
0: I think the judge is great
1: the judge is great the ones oh my gosh we played a couple of days ago and <laughs> there are cards that I just don't feel comfortable <laughs> with. Anything that has like the paw on it.
0: Yeah, which is an which is a action. It becomes a new worker placement spot. So anything with a paw has a circle on it that matches the circles that you place workers on. And you can place a worker there. And it's... It doesn't give it anyth- It doesn't give you anything when you play it, but it becomes a new worker action spot that you can use for the rest of the game.
1: Mm-hmm. Or anybody can use.
0: If it's an open location, which not all of them are, but if it is an open location, any player in the game can use it, mm-hmm. but they have to pay you a point if they use your open location.
1: Yeah. So I never really, I don't play those that much. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think it's because like they don't actively give me anything and there's no like in-game scoring. And it's like sometimes I have played them once or twice if they're action is good enough Mm -hmm. but those i'm not super comfortable with and then also i feel like any of those like doomsy ones it's always like some sort of stump (laughs) the drawing is like a stump and it's like the dungeon or the cemetery or the some other
0: so I was going to tell Stuff you about like my that. favorites, maybe. And maybe I'll come back And I feel there, like you're I,
1: better at playing those. And I was just like, I well, had a game where that's all I had. And I was like, discarding, discarding, discarding. I don't like those yeah, for and, some reason. But just
0: jumping to what I love about Everdell is I think it is a game that it has a lot going on. It It's basically like Worker Placement which is a like a huge genre. If you learn worker placement, you can play so many games. Mm-hmm. It has tableau building, which is a huge genre. If you can learn that, you can play so many games. It also has a little bit of like recipe fulfillment as far as like those end game rewards. Like engine like and it's an engine builder, so you yeah. you're generating resources which help you do these and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So it has all these foundations of and it brings a lot of them together. So it has these like core gameplay foundations that are really solid that like of my favorite games use. And so I love all those aspects. And they're simple enough that it is a little bit of a teach and it might be overwhelming to some, but the theme and just the way the game is kind of designed is, and the way the structure of the game is, where in the first round you are told all these things you can do, but you have two workers and Mm -hmm. and a hand of cards, but you can't play the cards without resources. You start with
1: no resources. You start
0: with no resources. So the first round is so short. (sighs) And it just, you know, you're just like, you don't have a million options. You don't like, you're not presented with a million options. You're like, these are the things I have in my hand in order to afford them. I need to go here and here mm-hmm. and I can do that. And so it's a game that anybody can pick up and play. And I I could teach you. I could teach my family. I could teach anybody that wanted to play. It's a little bit more heavy than I might teach like my grandma or something. Yeah. My fictional grandma who doesn't exist. But <laughs> it's like wait, what? <laughs> um But like some you know, like I teach my I mean I've I've played it with my seventy four year old dad and he picked it up just fine. Mm-hmm. I mean he's he's really good at games, but
1: yeah, I think the like the the gameplay itself is definitely pick upable. The hardest thing about this game is like learning all the characters and what they do and right. how they relate to one another. I think that's the hardest part. Right.
0: But there is, and I, what I was going, saying is, is you had these things you don't like to use, mm-hmm. but they're there yeah. and they bring in like that extra level of complexity of like, okay, in order to make this dungeon work, I'm going to have to be sacrificing characters or in order to make, there's that clock tower that oh yeah, the clock um, tower. that a lot of people just don't use because it's kind of like even just reading it, it's a little bit more intense than the other. Yeah. And, and I love the clock tower. If I can get out round one, I'll use the clock tower. If I can't, it's kind of less w- worth it for me. But you get so many options and it's kind of so open that you can just be like, I like these. And I'm gonna use them and you can play a game using just those mm-hmm. and you win mm-hmm. just as much as I do, maybe more. I I mean we'd have to we'd I mean, have to prob- look at our Probably books, more. but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so like as a game that I play again and again and again, it's one I'm happy to take out again and again and again because I don't feel as constrained as something like Splendor, which mm-hmm. is a great game, really fun. I would teach it to anybody, but I played three games of Splendor and I'm like, I'm good on Splendor, like. Yeah, I, I kind of get it. It's kind of samey. Yeah. Um, Everdell just has a lot more avenues for for doing things and a lot I can really, you know, and I kind of pick some of those because I'm just like in this game, I'm going to do something weird and I'm going to pick
1: yeah. this one
0: and I'm going to try and make it work. Or, you know, you were also talking about the ruins, which like builds over other locations and turns them into, you know, you basically you play a location, get the action out of it, build a ruin over it. Get all the basically you get all the resources you put into the first location, but now you have like this dead building on your tableau. So, but Mm -hmm. you get an influx of resources. So, there's just a lot of ways to play, yeah, and different complexity level. And because there are so many options, and because you're drawing so many cards, you'll never build everything. So, you kind of are just like, This looks fun to me, and you Mm -hmm. can do it, and you still can be competitive,
1: yeah. And then also, the more and more you get to know it, the more you're just like, Oh, I have a farm, I'm gonna wait for the, you know, for the wife. And the husband. And I will out, point out, or, every
0: card tells you, know, you, it has like a little, the the buildings have a little sign that says- do, I do the, really like how, how the cards sweep, tell
1: you everything. Yeah.
0: They say the chip sweep lives here and the chip sweep has an icon that say, I live in the mm-hmm. resin refinery or whatever. Yeah, so that way, yeah. you know, like if you get this card and you're going to play it, you should be looking for this other card because that one is going to be able, you're going to be able to play it for free. And mm-hmm. maybe it's going to do what you want. Maybe it's not. But there's also, you know, duplicates of every card. It's a big deck. But mm-hmm. I feel like after one game, you'd mm-hmm. be able to play and be familiar enough with the cards to be like, I know what I want when I see this card. Whereas it doesn't feel like a giant deck of randomness where you kind of get to the point really quickly, maybe one or two games, where you're like, you don't even have to read the cards anymore. You're just like, right. oh, here's this guy. He does this. I want to look for this. And you kind of like put together these combos and these efficiencies really quickly. So I think that is super fun
1: mm-hmm.
0: about why I think that Everdell just like super sings for anybody. And
1: yeah. And I really like it too because, especially during quarantine, like you're my, you know, most mm-hmm. common game partner, my sh- my shuffle buddy, and it's a great game to play f- with two players, and mm-hmm. it's a really great game to play. We had your house guest Ryan over the other night, mm-hmm. like on well, did we play it on Thanksgiving or it was a different night?
0: No, I think. it was a couple a nights couple ago nights before. before that. Yeah,
1: and it's great with three people, and I feel you probably played with four people, maybe. But so
0: yeah. And I have played it with four and I and I do think it is good with four. But here's here's a, here's a couple things that I wonder what you think. You might not have thought about them before. What do you think about the way you get cards is you either draw them from a giant deck mm-hmm. or there's a series of eight cards in the, in meadow, the metal yeah. which are kind of like a shared hand. That's how I usually explain it. It's a mm-hmm. shared hand. You can pay for and put anything from the meadow into your tableau so it,
1: right you have to play it right from the meadow into your tableau right you, you can't, can't like be like i want to
0: play this later and put it in my hand you have to be like i have the resources i am going to buy this out of the meadow right now and move it to my tableau yep so basically your hand is at maximum eight cards probably going to be less than that most of the game plus eight cards in the meadow Do you feel like your strategies or anything like that are incredibly hampered by not getting to the cards you're looking for? Or do you feel like, well, let me just put, let me just leave it at that. Do you feel like, do you ever feel frustrated by the cards you're drawing and just being like, I lost that game because I didn't draw the cards that I wanted?
1: I definitely remember like you and me played this again for the first time in months, mm-hmm. like just a week or two ago.
0: Yeah, to secretly preparing for this podcast. <gasps> I didn't know we
1: were preparing for this. <laughs> well, I was like,
0: this seems like a good one to talk about. And we haven't played <laughs> in a while and obviously we should be fresh on it. So, Yeah.
1: Um, oh man, I hated that game. Usually I can play a card in my first round. I've been really good at kind of starting my engine i yeah. feel like in the first round i try really hard to like get something going and i felt like i could just get not get anything going every card i was like pulling was the ruins or the cemetery or the dungeon which or, you could have like, just tried i could have but i just hate those cards i don't know why they just don't vibe with me <laughs> they
0: don't vibe. They were i don't know i just the vibe.
1: they were not what i was going for and that's all i was pulling and like the meadow didn't have anything and also that game was really hard because one of the great things about this game that makes it so versatile is like there's four cards on the side that change every
0: game. There are four like, like randomized there're four randomized action or worker placement spots. Yeah. that are random every game.
1: And they're usually better than like the standard resources spot mm-hmm. cuz the standard resources are like 3 wood Two wood and a card, two resin, one stone, a berry and a card, or something yeah. like that. Yep. And like these kind of varied resource action cards are like two of any resource. Yep. Three berries in a card. Yeah. Um, or something like that. Or like
0: Or a berry and three cards or yeah, something Yeah, yeah.
1: And I feel like our the good thing about the varied actions that we had that game was like there was a lot of discarding that i could do and i just kept discarding my cards i've never discarded so many cards and that definitely changed things up but i was still able to get some sort of engine going and like and it took I believe me a while you
0: lost by a point or you won i think i
1: lost by a point
0: yeah so you were and very felt competitive okay with it yeah what, what was frustrating i think for you was your engine wasn't purring like yeah. you wanted it to, so you were yes. frustrated because of that, but you were still doing fine because I was doing amazing. Like yeah. I felt like I was doing great, but it did still come down to like one point or two points at the end. Like it yeah. was really close.
1: And I think what hap- what helped me, was like because the nice thing is, like you can discard cards for points and resources. Mm-hmm. You know, e- even if with even without the uh, the varied actions on the side that we get for each game, there is still a track where you can discard cards for points. Yep. And then there's a track where you can. Or there's an action spot where you can discard cards for resources. Resources. and So I was just discarding cards like crazy.
0: Yeah, and you probably just like... I mean, that in some ways, if you have enough cards, and because the cards along the special action spaces gave you lots of cards...
1: I think so. I think we definitely had one where it was like... Yeah, you were trading out cards cards. for
0: resources, and you were just able to build whatever you wanted at a certain point Yeah, that.
1: So definitely, it didn't feel as smooth as I usually like it. Like, I like... That engine purring, and I like lots of production cards that I get paid for. <laughs> like yeah. big, I love it when I'm just like, all right, at the third round where it's just like, okay, you berry and a resin and a stone and two wood, and then I get another berry. Oh, and I also get another berry if it's teamed up with this card, which I have. And mm-hmm. just like, I yeah. love just collecting and all I those think resources. That's the, you know,
0: hallmark of a great engine building game is just being like, this is so productive. I've built this mm-hmm. thing and it's just firing on all cylinders, and. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't think that the cards are problematic in that way where I don't I never feel that like I might not get the cards I want, but mm-hmm. that's fine. Like, that's yeah. that's games. Yeah. I know Ryan was frustrated because he was like, my car, my hand sucks. You guys are doing all this stuff and my hand sucks. And I'm like, well, I mean, he was new to the game. But I was
1: going to say he's also a lot newer than we were. And yeah, I
0: think, yeah, I think that the cards are fine. And it is a I think that the meadow is really smart because it's basically increasing your hand size by eight Mm -hmm. so you really have a lot of options and there's ways to like you know there's not really ways to clear the flush the meadow i mean that would be the one
1: thing i was gonna say is like i wish there was a way to clear out the meadow
0: yeah well the second round kind of does because it makes you draw two cards out of the meadow which basically forces the meadow to kind of cycle you don't
1: already have eight cards in your hand
0: right i guess you're stopped but hopefully you wouldn't have eight cards because you know that's coming so you're gonna get two more cards
1: yeah but when there's only two people, it's only, you know, you're only drawing, and you're drawing the two best cards that you can get out of the meadow. Right. And it, well, no, it's not even two cards because you're, you take one card out and then you put one card in. Right. And then you could just take that new card so out technically right away. You're
0: choosing out of nine cards.
1: And so there have been times where it's just like there's some stupid card sitting in the corner, mm-hmm. like a dungeon or something, <laughs> just sitting there, or the post office.
0: Oh, I like I build both of those. Like see, I feel game. like oh,
1: it's just those action spots. I just suck at it. I'm just no good at those. <laughs> it's too much. Give me, give me the chip sweep any day. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that I can see. I, you know, the frustration, especially early on when you don't know all the cards. Comes yeah, from I think that.
1: that's the big thing. Is especially when you're playing with other people. Like we just know the cards better mm-hmm. than he did.
0: Yeah, I mean, we really crushed him, but that that was not our. That's not. But also, the game. They we're just like super good at yeah, games. I know. I also just did, I dealt him like half the amount of cards and I'm just like, you start with these. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, No, I didn't. So that's just one, I think that's one criticism that some people have where they just feel like it's too dictated by what gets in your hand.
1: I mean, I could see that, but like, you remember that, I mean, like that's the, that game sucked for me and I Mm -hmm. did okay.
0: I mean, I, I also think, feel like that's what games are. You go to the war with the army you want. That's true. No, I mean, the army you have. The army not you the have. Army.
1: <laughs> right, right. Not the you would like to go want. to yeah. war with the army you so want. So you're
0: like, these cards, I got to do something. Like, I'm, you just I can't sit around work. drawing yeah. a card all day.
1: And uh, it was like, and it's also one of those games, too, where it's like, that game, you were kicking butt the whole time, but you filled up your tableau, like, in the yes, third round.
0: And yes, I did. I filled up. And that is a huge thing. Like, at the beginning of the game, you do nothing in the first round. Yeah. And you're like, I have. Like, cause I'm like, don't forget you have a 15 card limit. And most people are like, what are you kidding me? (laughs) I mean, I haven't even built one card and we're one fourth of the way through the game. Right. And then by the end, I ran into a point where I had built all these cards that fired my engine on all Mm -hmm. cylinders, but I didn't build high point cards. Yeah. And then I ran out of space and right when I was about to make a power play Mm -hmm. and totally win the day. You played the fool on me, which is a critter who goes, that you basically buy, and he goes and lives in someone else's village and is worth negative two points and clogs up a space in their village. And that filled the final spot in my village. Oh,
1: was it the final spot? Yeah, So, ah!
0: I, so I couldn't... <laughs> and-
1: Normally we aren't malicious like that, but I was just having such a rough time. And I know <laughs> you I was like, I'm just doing this. And I don't early even care. on, we
0: were like, let's not use the fool because he came out really yeah, quickly. On and the, we in had the an alliance. And then I almost well, played it once, and you were like, we have an alliance, and I was like, No,
1: okay. I never said yes. that because I would never say alliance. We had an unspoken, um, and
0: it wasn't even an agreement. Of
1: Acknowledgement. Of, okay. We were like, No, let's not do that.
0: But then, and but then I got the fairgrounds. You played it.
1: Yeah, I got the fairgrounds, which the fool lives in for free. And so, I mean, I got to play the fool for free, take away two points from Chris and take up a spot
0: Yep, in his I, tableau. And it probably cost me the game.
1: No, you still won, I think.
0: Oh, yeah. I think that was. I, I think, think I did win. You're right.
1: Because I remember that one. But I, I wanted cause... a
0: crushing. <laughs> I wanted a. I wanted a. I crushing beat.
1: <laughs> well, because I remember because you filled up your tableau super early and I was having such a hard time filling mine up. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I got to 15 at the end. I think I might've been 13 or 14. Did, yeah. And so that's, that was something too. But I mean, like I made it work.
0: You made it work. And you, you know? got it. Yeah. Um. That was another thing I was going to ask about. So the, the game, usually in a worker placement game, you all put out your workers mm-hmm. and then the round ends and right. then you all take back your workers and you get some sort of mid round bonus or whatever you get. And then the next round starts and you start putting out these workers. You all start together. In Everdell, There is no end of round. Mm -hmm. I could end the round six actions before Casey's ends the round. Yeah, you personally end the round and and you do whatever the season change. You do the season change, but I could finish the game and Casey could still have her entire last season to go. Do you feel like that is? I love that. Okay, you love that? Okay. I
1: love it. I think it just adds like an interesting element and it's kind of fun. Well, I mean, if you're the one, because I'm pretty sure like that one game, like you kept going, your first round went on for a while. Yeah,
0: I, I was in, I think my, I think you would finish your second round before I'd finish I had finished my so. first round.
1: I think so. And so when you're on that end of it, it kind of sucks. But when you're on the other end and you're like, haha, I'm just starting my second <laughs> round right now. Like that's kind of fun to kind of compare yourself. Yeah. But then also, um... I don't know. I think it adds an interesting element because then there would be times where it's like I wanted to go to an action space and you were still there. Yes. From like the round that you were still playing. Mm -hmm. And so that would block an action space for me on my new round. And it just added an extra kind of level of difficulty to a I mean, it's a pretty easy game, I think. Like, you know, like the concept of it. Yeah. But then there's just like these extra little pieces like that that kind of up the, I'm not going to say like difficulty, but just like ups the, it just like ups the intrigue, yeah. you know, it yeah. kind of makes it a little bit more interesting yeah. where it's like, Ooh, I can't use that one. Cause I wanted to use that to get like two new cards and now I have to figure out a new way to go about things. Right.
0: And um, I think that does also play into the big, end game thing where i could go on mm-hmm. for several turns after you but your whatever your finishing workers were they stay there
1: they stay there yeah so it's so... just like
0: if you put something i will never ever get that again yeah which is fine we there's a six there's... players on
1: the board that block spots for you
0: yeah so there could yeah so that's like a whole bunch of places that you can't go so even yeah. though you do get more actions you're going to be taking actions with half the board blocked and then yeah. you've kind of got to work around that and so I think that kind of like makes up for that so there is something to be like let's stay a little bit in sync so we kind of are like pulling back our workers or or you know you really want to be like taking you want to be ready to take advantage when the board clears to be like I have a worker ready to go that I can put here now that this spot I've been waiting to go to has been cleared but You know, it also says, like, take your time, like, if Mm -hmm. you want to take your time and play all these cards, as long as you can do it, like, do it. And I do. I like that.
1: I like that. You can just, like, take your time and you're just, you just get to, yeah, play it out.
0: And I think for us, it's fine because we are not in a rush. I could say at a game night with four people, Mm -hmm. that could be, especially with, like, a really thinky four people. Like Yeah,
1: I was like, you know what, as soon as I said, like, up to four people, I was like, the only bad thing is just, like, all that extra time. That's a lot of time between turns.
0: Yeah. Like yep. for four people. I think it really sings with two players because I don't think it really loses anything by having less players. And I don't think it gains a lot by having more so it really goes fast with two because you're just like your turn my turn you get one action per turn so it just really flies it still would fly at four Mm -hmm. but the only thing that changes is four is there's one more um special forest action space added and then every action space has two spots every forest action space has two spots instead of one yeah i
1: guess i've never played with four i haven't i haven't experienced that yet
0: okay yeah it's only up to three i have i i think it's great with four but I guess it's what you're looking for out of games because I like to, you know, play a game with you and just have fun playing the game. Mm -hmm. If if it's more of a social event, I think that Everdell would work just fine. But I also think it would just be a longer game. And it could get, if you were the first one done and you were with a really thinky group, it's possible. I imagine it would be possible that the game could go on another half hour. Yeah. At least maybe. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like if all
1: three other people were still in the game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? it's You know, you can kind of be engaged in t- what other people are doing, but only to a point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think.
1: I could see that. That's a good point. I never thought about that.
0: I think that most of the time will probably end roughly at the same time, but it definitely can be where one person could just end really fast because they just mm-hmm. fire off. They shoot their load. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: God. <laughs> they shoot their, their game load.
0: Yeah. They do that and then they're just done and then they Mm -hmm. might have to sit around for a little bit. So I think that's what I would worry about. But I think I think otherwise it makes the game really smooth where there's no like between you're just like continually going and going and going. So I think it I think it's worth it. I think maybe it could be a problem if you had a bunch of people and they were really thinky.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because usually like because you and me have played this two player a lot and sometimes like if you end or I end early and the other person has to go, they just are like, go, 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 -hmm. go.
0: Yeah, I was I was thinking And it's not
1: like one person go and then a second person go and then a third person go and then
0: But I also think when you get to that point in the game, Mm -hmm. you usually I assume I feel like I always am like, I'm going to do this and then and this and this and this and this and this. And it's not like what are my options? What could I do? It's like I need to hammer out this final Mm-hmm. Steps of whatever I've been working to and whatever I've been building, so it's not a hemming hawing kind of like what am I going to do. So usually it's like you're like, okay, I'm done. That was my last action. I pass. I'm done. Yep. And then you're just like, great, pop, 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 and you just play everything. Yeah. And then you're like, and then I'm going to do this, and I'm going to score these. Yeah. Points. So. The um,
1: longest time is basically like if it's like your very last like Hail Mary and you have some resources left and you're like, well, I can't play anything in my hand. Is there anything in the meadow? Yeah. I have one space left. Is there anything else I can like do? Like
0: scrutinizing every card. to be like, yeah. Like, the, the, yeah. I mean, but that's, that's a lot the, of games that's too. That's going to be like
1: the longest point yeah. of, of that game. But yeah, basically you're usually like. All right. Yeah. Here we go.
0: <laughs> so I think it's even exciting. So yeah. I think we're both in total agreement that Everdell is a great game. It's a
1: great game. It's so cute and yeah, there's just it just it's a it feels comfortable.
0: Yeah. And I'll also say I did it took me a while to get Everdell because it came out at the same time as Root.
1: I was gonna, I was gonna try to. I was thinking about talking about Root, but it, I wasn't it, sure if it I was bring up Root. It is nothing like Root. No, other than it's cute critters. But they did the come out at the same
0: time, and it is both cute critters in a forest. And I kind of was like, people were, you know, Root was talking a big game, and like I love Root, and mm-hmm. it's hometown heroes. Their leader games is right here in St. Paul's. So we're like Root, Root, Root. <laughs> and I love Root. Root, and I think Root is amazing. And I, I probably love Root maybe more than I love Everdell, mm-hmm. but it's a hundred percent a different game and it's a hundred percent harder to teach and it's a hundred percent, all these things. Yeah. And so I kind of just was like, eh, I don't know why I kind of just like got it in my head. Cause they came out at the same time. They had the same theme. I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I need Everdell other. or whatever. Yeah. And I just kept, you know, kind of hearing that it was good. And you know, I've heard some bad things too, but I mostly have heard good things. And finally I was like, you know what, I'm just going to buy it. And as soon as I did, I was like this, like my first play, I was like, this game is super fun. Like it's so smooth. It's so, um, just thematic and fun and you're just like oh it's I, I don't know i just i think it's a really great game and yeah i don't know why i brought that root comparison in but i just wanted to mention that i kind of remember kind of holding off on it for some reason and just being like i don't know it looks it looks a little kitty or something you know i love kitty stuff so i'm <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i'm like drawing dumb baby cats all the time or something but uh but i was kind of like i don't know and then finally i got it and i'm so glad i did because i feel like i've probably played it game for game as much or more than anything else probably in the mm-hmm. last couple of years.
1: Well, especially I think for you and me, we've just gotten to the point where it's just like, it's just a game that we both know Yeah. and it's interesting every single time and we've gotten it down where it can be probably like 45
0: minutes. Yeah, half hour, 45 minutes probably. Like
1: we can go pretty fast Yeah. and it's just, yeah. And especially we don't really play with the tree. We don't put the we tree put up. The tree we up. just <laughs> put it on the board. We just put the cards on the board. So it's just a really easy Fun game to play. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it back.
0: Yeah. Well, we will talk about the expansions. Future. Pearl Brook. Pearl Brook. Lots of them. Spirecrest, Belfair. Oh, there's some that you haven't even played. I'm so going to say, I'm have like, have a... I've
1: played Pearl Brook. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you played some of the smaller ones too that you might not even know were I shuffled think... in there.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Because, uh, yeah.
0: So we'll come back.
1: Awesome. Everdell well,
0: I... Revisited.
1: Yeah. What do you think we should do next time?
0: I might leave it to you mm. or maybe we won't come to a decision so mm. do you want some options sure okay we could talk about the cooperative trick-taking game the crew
1: oh yeah that's a good one
0: we could talk about the new hotness that you haven't played yet but i think you'd like it and it's also very smooth raiders of scythia
1: Oh yeah, I've seen you playing it. Mm-hmm. The new hotness. It is. It, it <laughs> was just released. World. It
0: is. It was just released. And Dragon Castle. Okay, that, hold for on. For once, me?
1: for everybody out there listening, <laughs> that is like one of that's like one game that I bought mm-hmm. that Chris doesn't have.
0: I don't. Ha- I have played it, and I have the app version, which yeah, I don't even think I you don't exist. I <laughs> have. It.
1: I I did know that you had the app version, okay. but. I that I remember. bought it <laughs> and I got the seal of approval from Chris before I cuz we always go to game stories together and I'm just like, what about this one? And he's like, I've heard that sucks.
0: Yeah, which is hard to say, but I am I also know. like, I you know, it would be one thing if you're yeah, like, I, I like, want this. And then I'd be like, oh, I don't want to play it with I, you, though. <laughs>
1: I don't know, because it's like, if I buy it, you're going to play it with me. But then I picked up Dragon Castle, and it looked like that one. There was like a tile game that I used to play on like my old Windows computer back in like 1996.
0: Like some Mahjong stuff. Yeah, I
1: can't remember what it's called. I wish I remember. but it was like a tile game like that. And just sounded really cool and I love like the feeling of those uh tiles and so that was a fun one too is that um, your answer I think maybe the crew
0: the crew okay
1: I think that All would right. be really fun
0: we'll come back and talk about
1: the crew.
0: crew motley crew
1: motley crew crew the crew the crew awesome well Thanks, everybody, if you made it this far. Holy <laughs> crap, that's amazing.
0: Yep, our half-hour podcast. I don't know after we cut out all the bathroom breaks and everything, but it's <laughs> approximately an hour and a half, so we'll see what Oof-da. it cuts down to.
1: Yeah, hopefully it's not not too long. Everyone's
0: going to be like, what the hell, I'm listening to a 25-minute podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, awesome. This is super fun. I'm excited for next one already.
0: Yeah, me too. All right, well, we will do it up. Until then... Keep shuffling. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Shuffle on, buddies. Shuffle on, little buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what I need to do is record a...
1: We need to record. We forgot to record this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, now that we've done a dry run, let's record it. (laughs)